0: hello and welcome to the last wednesday of the week today is a special episode because it is with our friends from shut down coverage for a super nfl takeover uh, On this, the first podcast back of season four, we are going stateside, not literally. uh, Much like Novak Djokovic, we're still in Europe. We are, however focusing all our efforts on the returning National Football League. Yes, the NFL is back Thursday night uh, on a new Amazon Prime TV slot, as well as the Sky Sports, uh, with a season that has promised to be one of the great NFL seasons uh, that will go down in the the annals of football history. Uh, It's been a remarkable off-season, and I cannot wait to get talking about it. Uh, That word remarkable covers both the positive stories and the negative ones. The NFL offseason prevented every team with the opportunity to better their rosters, to bolster their squads, and it looks as though some have really done well. Uh, We shall, of course, be reviewing The Big Movers Uh, We've seen experienced household names traded, a whole host of exciting rookies added at the draft. We also saw a mammoth managerial merry-go-round with nearly a third of the league's teams putting a new man in charge. The NFL season is already blockbuster entertainment in every sense of the word, sure to be filled with intrigue and incident throughout the 17-game season. Uh, One thing for sure, the fan bases around the globe are as big as ever. We've got games in the UK and Germany this season. So tonight, the last Wednesday of the week, with the longest intro of all time, will be guided by the NFL Oracles from Shut Down Coverage. Uh, The dashing duo of Ed and Simon, joining myself and Dan. Guys, uh, are you in for this season?
1: Of course, of course we are. And hello to our listeners as well, because this is actually a joint episode. You may have uh, not realised that through the world's longest intro, but it is both of our episodes. And we are much looking forward to, as Ben says, guiding these two young lads through the world of the (laughs) NFL.
0: These uh, just unknowledgeable whippersnappers. Dan Dan was shaking his head about sort of 40 seconds in going, my intros are usually 20 seconds.
2: (laughs) No, I was shaking my head thinking... Did I turn up to the wrong podcast? I've got nothing to give to this apart from a pop quiz right away for Simon and Ed um, known as America's um, pastime, the NFL, you know, American football. Um, but what year did it become America's pastime? It officially oh. overtook baseball by the long running Harris poll, uh, ha- um, Harris poll on the subject. But when did it, what year did it become officially America's pastime? <laughs>
3: Oh drone trading um, uh, 1994 1994
1: I'm going to go earlier I'm going to go 1980
2: You are both incorrect um <laughs> it is 1965 Whoa. So it's wow. been America's pastime for quite some They've time. barely been formed <laughs> <laughs> And just to foreshadow some of the uh, conversations later on America's pastime means that it is a massive um, US market, but also a global market, as Benson in the intro. And therefore, there's huge swathes of people and young people that look up to this talent, look up to these people on the pitch. Um, it touches many, many lives for better and for worse in some cases.
0: Yeah, it's an absolutely fascinating sport, Ed. Um, you've you know uh, been enjoying some good podcastery with uh, Simon of late. Uh, how how are how the devil are you?
3: Yeah, brilliant. I mean, like you said, this is the best time of the year for me because the the NFL's just starting and um, nothing's been decided yet. Nobody's playing well. Nobody's playing badly. All thirty two teams have got that hope. Um, you know, perhaps. A from a couple, um, you know, Bears fans, I, you know, feeling pretty down at the moment, I think. But uh, <laughs> most of us are feeling pretty optimistic.
1: I have to say, I'd say I've probably got more, op- there's more optimism on <laughs> yeah. my fan base than there is among yours, to be honest, at the moment, young Ed. Um, I'd like to ask Dan a question as well, before we went any further. Dan, uh, have you got a ring light? You look bathed in, like, ethereal glow. You look,
2: you look amazing. I'm just working it, working, you know, little marginal gains to get the high production value for when we start pumping out some more video. Yeah,
1: I like it. I do enjoy it.
0: Simon, uh, I think the Bears are forecast the same as both of my NFL fantasy teams to go 0-17. Hmm. Uh, riposte?
1: Well, our schedule is far too easy uh, for that. <laughs> um, so ultimately, at the end of the day, even though I think that team is... Devoid of talent in certain areas, we've got far, far too many easy games against the Falcons, the Texans, and all that, like the Lions twice. I have no doubt that this Bears team will win six games. And that doesn't sound great, but for a team that was going in the wrong direction with all these old, aging stars that weren't playing very well and the offense looked awful, I think there's genuine shoots of recovery. So my riposte to you comes in the form of a question <laughs> as well. What the hell is going on with the New England Patriots
0: at the moment? I mean, the New England Patriots uh, have made some unbelievable plays. Uh, we we got Devontae Parker uh, two touchdowns last year. <laughs> Sorry, I can't do this with a straight face. Ed, you're going to have to save me here. One thing I will say, um, I'm a big fan of Matt Jones. I think he is a franchise quarterback. I think he he, he could be brilliant. Uh, but this season for me, if we finish with a winning record, 9-8, I think that's a success,
3: Ed. Yeah, it's the power of the AFC as, as a conference. If you put this Patriots team in the AFC a year or two ago, it'd actually be considered a solid chance for the playoffs and actually maybe win a playoff game unfortunately, the AFC has become ludicrously powerful, um, including the AFC East, which all of a sudden is not the joke it's been for a very long time. I think the Patriots have stood pat. I don't think they've gone backwards. I, th- I think they've just sort of stayed where they are, but in in this league, that's a negative. So it'll be an interesting season for them, but I think Bill Belichick's still there and um, he's still had a top 10 defense 18 out of 22 seasons, things like that. So I still have faith in Bill and the Patriots, but I think it's entirely right to say that it is very unlikely they will be making a deep playoff run.
0: Yeah, I mean, the Dolphins have upgraded. The Bills seem to be everyone's favourite for a Super Bowl. Super interested to see how uh, we refer to that, Simon. I just want to ask both of
1: you again. This is the uh, the sad <laughs> laziness that we have on this podcast that both the people I'm talking to about NFL um, have support the same team. Um, ultimately, my big question to you, gentlemen, is... Why do you only have members of Bill Belichick's family, Joe Judge and Matt Patricia, on
0: your coaching staff this year?
3: (laughs) Because that's all you need. (laughs)
0: That was absolutely brilliant. So quick, the confidence absolutely exuding there from uh, from Ed. Uh, The Pats will be fine. Uh, Will we win the division? No, no, I don't think we will. But I actually think we'll finish ahead of the Dolphins. I don't think they'll do as well as people think. Uh, But the Bills, I mean, they could be scary. They could Mm. be putting 40, 50 points up a game. I think Joe Allen's the best quarterback in the league. Uh, And I am. (laughs) Joe Allen? uh welsh josh central allen, midfielder for stoke <laughs> joe allen josh allen rather um i loved him in the playoffs last year <laughs> joe allen was pretty good
1: joe allen welsh <laughs> legend joe allen.
0: welsh Pirlo, more like <laughs> um before Sai, i want you to sort of take the reins and, and go through some um basically uh, such picks you know uh, uh guesses what we're going to have what we're going to look at this season but i want to sort touch on a few off-season highlights if i may uh and get the the knowledge of shutdown cover on on these uh, topics the first one of course i'm going to because he's the goat the greatest of all time that's tom brady retired unretired they uh the Bucks they landed uh, russell gage shaq mason uh hicks on a one-year deal are the Bucks rolling to the Super Bowl
3: this year? Um, not necessarily rolling to the Super Bowl. I still think they're a favourite to be there. Um, if you look at them man for man to every other roster in the NFL, they're still probably as talented or as deep as any other roster. You know, have, have a couple maybe supplanted them. L.A. Rams, perhaps in sheer firepower. Bills, perhaps in depth, I'm sure. But they're still right up there. They've still got Tom Brady and... I think now it's season time, he'll be focused and he'll be, you know, I, I just think it means this is probably his last year. Um, supposedly, I, we, we, me and Sy si said on our podcast, we don't really want to dive into it. It's not really our business, but it seems to be personal issues. Um, probably that he retired and then went back on it, causing perhaps rifts, you know, with the family. So I, I think this will be his last year. So he'll throw everything into it. And um, I, I think the Bucks are as likely as anyone to be up there.
0: Yeah, he's so consistent. And like you say, he will throw absolutely everything into it this year. And, and there's no, no reason to say he won't uh, go off because he did incredibly well last year. Uh, and he was only a couple of points uh, or maybe one good rush away from uh, the the championship game itself. Uh, Ed, another couple. I've got some questions. Basically, I want to pick your brains on this. Mike McDaniel, he's in charge of the Dolphins. He was basically a, an offensive coach of the 49ers for a year this guy's young and and kind of excited he's got a heap of weapons everyone's talking about this obviously the cheater tyreek hill being the biggest name they also added mostair Edmonds uh, and uh, Sonny michelle who didn't do well for me in the fantasy last year <laughs> um, what what are the dolphins gonna do And uh, don't just say beat the patriots
3: no I mean I, I don't think it's that straightforward for the Dolphins I think the Dolphins have uber talent on their team and that's a massive plus but they do still have weaknesses they have a young inexperienced head coach as you said although that is the vogue a lot around the league so maybe it'll work really well like Sean McVeigh in, in LA but they've got an offensive line that is questionable running backs that have no star power even though they have good depth um, the defense is very good but not elite so they're a are a good team and as you as she was sort of alluding to, they may well be the Patriots and could finish above them. Um me and Cy sort of flip flopped on that on our league. Cy had them above the Pats, I had the Pats above the Dolphins, but both by like I think one win or something like that. But as far as making deep playoff runs and things like that, he's still got a lot of work to do. Like I said, they, there's areas on the team that are not the strongest and he's still got a fixed tour who's come out and basically shown he can throw a ball ten yards well and accurately but nothing beyond that and I'm you know I know people think our oh, Pat's fan you know but genuinely I think that's the situation he can throw 10 yards accurately and well but he has not proven he can throw the ball downfield he's now got the best downfield weapon probably in the game on his team and Jalen Waddle, who had an awesome year last year so he's got literally no excuses left but Daniel there's no excuses for him not doing brilliantly so I think this is this is it and so I think the expectations are really high in Miami, and I think they're going to have a good year, but I think they could fall short of some people's expectations.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm super interested and excited to see how they go, to be honest, because uh, they do have some weapons, but uh, I, I don't think they will do as well as other people uh, say. Simon, I know you're going to sort of take over now and guide us through some ideas, but I want to ask you one thing. I want to ask you about Source Gardner. Uh, he mm. feels uh, like a ready-made NFL player, and I read today that he now has a contract with Buffalo Wild Wings Hot Sauce Company for his own brand of hot sauce called Wait for it, Sauce Sauce. It's going to be available. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be available everywhere online as of uh, Wednesday, August thirty first. So you can probably get it now. Uh, they're selling it through to the end of the NFL season. Uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. Say the sauce is smoky, sweet, and a spicy barbecue sauce that combines gardeners' love of barbecue and, of course, hot sauce. Is
2: their salary Simon? not high enough? They <laughs> branch out into um, whatever the condiments.
0: Condiment, yeah, the condiment uh, world, Simon. I mean,
1: good on him. The only thing, <laughs> the only big gripe I have with this whole situation is you can't have like buffalo wing sauce. And not play for the Buffalo Bills. You've <laughs> got to keep it to the area specific. But uh, yeah, it's good pretty him, I mean, but you, let's be honest. He's come out with a reputation. He is one of the best cornerback prospects really for a while. He's an absolute giant. He's about 6'2", 6'3". He, I read a stat. I, th- I don't actually think he gave up a touchdown in college. Wow. He is an insanely good prospect. And Cash in on that fame, because these careers for a lot of these guys are too short, so go for it. If he wants to get a a sequel source called Source, 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 then (laughs) do it, man. I am all in support of him, because as I said, these guys' careers, they're going through literal, you know, huge pileups every day, constantly getting smashed about. They're going to have lives in wheelchairs with walking sticks on a roller. So earn a little bit of money because you never know what's around the corner. So good for that
2: guy. On the topic of earning money, another little pop quiz for you, uh, gents. Um, this is a, a fairly recent article that I, I've been looking at, but looking at salaries, I was quite interested in what the average salaries are. Mm. Um, what do you think was the, uh, the average salary? Uh, well, what NFL position has the highest average salary?
1: Ed, I'll let you say that.
3: Quarterback.
2: Yeah. So, um, every player over 2022. So, this article says looking at the average salary for every player in 2022, quarterbacks are due to make an average of over what, Simon?
1: Is this all quarterbacks? Or yes. is this? Okay. So, this is including. So, you've got people like Aaron Rodgers, who's making fifteen million. You've got Patrick Mahomes, 45. I would say, even the lowest, if you look at rookie salaries and stuff, you're probably looking in the region about. 25 million
2: seven oh, wow. seven million um the top 10 average 49.4
1: that's the problem because you've got your practice squad guys you've got your third stringers they're all gonna be on the, uh, like vet minimum so i suppose it brings okay. down the average if you if you go by starters then i think my money my lowest yes.
2: lowest paid position average
0: punter Say, oh ed
2: what are you saying
3: Yeah, must be punter, surely. Running back. Really? Wow. wow. Just un-
2: just under 2 million on average, and that's because they're, they think, relatively high turnover due to uh, injuries and burnout.
0: Ah,
1: oh, that's, oh, that's Probably true again.
2: According yeah. to um, whatever this website is, sports, Philadelphia sports.
0: We're going to, I know uh, Simon's going to ask us some questions about, you know, Sorry, NBC, possible uh, running backs. Uh, they're such a big part of NFL. I mean, on some of these teams, they are the show, especially, you know, when we're talking about someone like Jonathan Taylor, for instance, you'd expect maybe the running back position to be getting paid more because they do get whacked Hmm. uh, a lot.
1: It's the injustice of the position. You get quarterbacks who are relatively well protected, can play for 20-odd years, and will be paid, you know, on average, yes, Dan said an average of 7 million, but most good quarterbacks are earning... 25, 30 million a year minimum. Uh, and yeah, you've got these running backs who are being smashed about, have a two or three year career sometimes. I mean, even some of the guys we're going to probably mention today, you've got your Zeke's, your Derek Henrys. A lot of these guys are on the downturn now because they are, even though, I think Zeke's 26, I think. He's wow. still super young, but his body is not that of a 26 year old. And yeah, as a consequence, he and his like will end up earning minimums, you know, 750,000 or whatever it is by the end of their career because there's just not longevity in the position.
0: I don't want to just keep asking questions, Simon, but I'm going to ask the, uh, Ed, if that's okay, about fantasy. Why did Zeke fall in so many fantasy drafts to second, sometimes third round?
3: Um, I think it's two main factors. Uh, Tony Pollard, who plays for the Cowboys, is... Um, rated fairly highly for a backup and is supposed to be taking quite an uptick in carries. So I think that's part of it. They're a passing offense. So though he will he will get catches um, as part of that. And finally because he does he has had some injuries. I wouldn't say he's had too many catastrophic ones, but he has had a grinding amount of injuries and as i said despite the fact he's young he's not young um or his body isn't so i think a combination of those factors have made people sort of stay away from him
0: yeah there was definitely some eye-opening uh trades uh, plays in fantasy uh my league uh the magic joe allen uh josh allen that is uh, simon <laughs> going first off the board i was amazed simon oh. take it away
1: absolutely crazy
0: anyone who takes
1: uh quarterback first off the board <laughs> in fantasy especially in what most leagues in fantasy are a one quarterback league that's 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 um just league destroying well not league destroying your team destroying but anyway let's let's get on to some predictions would you i'm gonna ask you a question would you like me to start with super bowl predictions or would you like me to finish up But shall we finish up with it? It seems sensible to finish. Yeah, Mm. coup de grace with
0: predictions. Okay.
1: All right. In that case, then, let's start out with each of our predictions for the best pure running backs. This is most likely to get the most yards in the league this year. So most years it tends to be Derek Henry, let's be honest. But after a down year last year uh, where he was injured for 50% of the year, still managed to get like, 900 and something yards, which is insane in half a season. But um, Ed, let's start with you. Who are you going to pick as your favorite for top running back this year? Uh,
3: I'm going to go to Pittsburgh and take Harris. Oh, <laughs> uh, Harris. There's a couple of reasons behind that. Number one, because they have no other offense. Uh, they've just named Mitch Trubisky there starting quarterback. So that equals not a lot in my opinion. Kenny Pickett, if he he starts playing, he's a rookie. I know he's supposed to be quite pro-ready, but he's a rookie and the fact he's not starting over Mitch Trubisky says something as well. Their wide receiver options are okay, but not enough to distract from the running game. They also don't have a lot of depth at running back. So Najee Harris is literally going to be running to the ground, which means a lot of yards. Their offensive line is the only real concern I have with this prediction that they're not fantastic. They're a reasonably new group haven't gelled brilliantly yet and people will key on the run because of the aforementioned lack of passing game. But I just think he'll get so many touches and I'll just grind him into the ground. Could be bad for his career, I might say, but um, for the, the rushing yards leader this year, it seems like a good pick.
1: Oh, and Ed, just a quick one as well. Who has Najee Harris in our fantasy football league?
3: Uh, it's definitely not me because I don't value the running back position enough. <laughs> That's true. It's me. Um,
1: <laughs> Anyway, uh, ben, let's you can go next on this turn. We'll we'll, we'll kind of rotate as we go along. W- who's your thoughts on Top
0: Rush now? My thoughts, I'm coming uh, with the thoughts for the whole of the last Wednesday of the week podcast. Here, uh, is was Naji Harris. So thanks, Ed. Um, um, what a rookie season! Uh, that guy is a bulldozer. I actually love him. I just end up watching highlight reels last year. So fast, so strong, so fit. Looks like he can ride a, a tackle. Uh, for me, he takes his title one hundred percent. Actually, have a bet on this man taking the tile. So this is this pick is uh, my second. I think I do think Montgomery will be used and abused by the Bears if he actually plays 17 games. I think he's gonna get mental numbers, but is he gonna be fit for 17 games? I don't know. We saw it last year. Um, So I'm gonna go for a bit more of a safe option here and go with Jonathan Taylor at the Colts. I think this guy. Is records focused, he really is. Uh, and I just think he will get his head down, get after it. The Colts are Super Bowl contenders. I know we're going to talk about Super Bowl teams later, but you cannot dismiss this Colts team. Uh, and Jonathan Taylor is a big part of that, Simon.
1: I like that pick, he, he's um, well, he's the winner from last year, 1811 yards. I had a few that kind of took my eye. Uh, Derek Henry is obviously one. He's been the rushing champion. He had Amazing. made the 2,000 yards in 2020, but he's coming off a foot injury. The Titans don't look a good side. So I'm going to do a bit of a left field pick and go for a guy that's never had above... What, last year, he got 1,205 yards. I'm going to go with Joe Mixon. Ooh, now, that is fantastic. a left field pick. He wouldn't have been my number one choice. But I just look at the fact that they've got a revamped O-line. You've got Joe Burrow who can stretch the opposition. And if they need to run the ball, you've got Joe Mixon who has consistently for the last three or four years got over 1,000 yards. So he is my sneaky under-the-radar option. He wouldn't be my favourite, but I just like the look of things. And with a new O-line, I just think it's a nice little uh, possible gamble for the future
0: so will, moving on from that will, no don't move on no do no, not no. move on i'm reposting. will mix no critiquing get, of my guess will we'll mix and get enough and, uh, of i feel the, like you've
2: learned a new word repost, before coming live no, today no no no
0: i used it Which actually actually that's one of simon's words uh no, brought in in season
2: two last wednesday of
0: the you, week you channel uh, your
2: inner schmidt from new girl when you say it <laughs>
0: Uh, My sculpting chutney Um, (laughs) Legendary show Uh, Not sport related though Uh, Joe Mixon, is he going to get uh, Enough action Uh, Oh no, I don't want to say any more Because I'm going to give away my receiving choice Mm. I said nothing, Simon (laughs) Well, let's move on Please come to me first with the receiving choice
1: I think (laughs) I will pick myself To go first in the receiving (laughs) Leader So receiving yards, I'm going to go with... No, I'm not going to go with players. I actually don't think it's the guy he's going to say. So I'm, I'm going to go for Justin Jefferson. Oh. He is a absolute oh, superstar J. wide receiver. He is number one on his team, even though he's got Adam Thielen. You know, we love that. You know that Kirk Cousins likes to throw the ball a lot. He got 1,615 yards last year. And in his first year, he got 1,400. So he's an ascending player. He's an absolute superstar, and he is my choice, because I think they have an easy enough schedule that he's going to be able to pick on some bad teams as well.
0: Yeah, I, mm. I read today that nobody has ever got over 2,000 yards receiving in a season.
1: No, Cooper Cup did, didn't he? Yes. No,
0: he, 1, no, he didn't. Uh, 17 yeah, it was 1,900. 17-game season 4. as well, so surely they've got more chance now. Mm. But yeah. uh, could, could he do that this year?
1: It's a possibility. I mean, as he says, 17 game year really depends on health for all these guys. Let's be perfectly honest. Any of these guys could tear an ACL and be out game one and we look like a bunch of fools. But I think he's in with a very, very good chance. I think he's an absolute superstar. He plays inside, plays outside. And I just think he's going to be an absolute run getting machine. Um, the run game machine, yard getting machine. Uh, Ed, who would you go for
3: your choice of receiver? I've got two that I really consider for this. Um, ben, you're okay. Don't worry. Um, yes. Number one is Devontae Adams because Ooh. I I think he's just going to get the ball so much in Las Vegas. That's the reason they bought him in. They've paid him a lot of money. They've given up a lot of capital and, and things like that to get him there. I think Renfro, Renfro and Waller are still there and they'll take up some of the slack But he's just a big play machine, and I think he's just going to get the ball all the time. The other one is Stefan Diggs in Buffalo. The reason for this is he's probably a small step down for some of the other guys we're talking about. But who else is the great wide out on that team? And they're going to throw it loads. So he's going to get the ball loads. There are some second and third tier wide receivers on that team, but there's no other first tier guys. And their running game still sucks. So they're, they're going to be throwing the ball. So but I'm gonna go with Devontae Adams, I think, because he's just the bigger, better player, and I think the Raiders are gonna to have to throw the ball literally all day to beat the teams in their own division, let alone mm-hmm. conference. And I think Josh Jacobs isn't really in Josh McDaniel's good books. I think he mm-hmm. sees him as a you know solid average running back, not the star but I think he can be. I really like yeah. Josh Jacobs, so I think Devontae Adams will be getting the ball from week one to week 17 into the playoffs, um, sort of eight to 10 grabs a game.
1: No worries about the drop-off from, to Derek Carr from Aaron Rodgers and the, the McDaniels' offense? Do you think it's going to be something that hits the ground running or do you, do you worry with that prediction that it might take a little bit of time for things to flesh out? Uh,
3: McDaniels' offense, no. I think he's very smart coordinator, now head coach, and I think he'll figure that out. I think they have played together before. Yes, it was a long time ago in college, but they have you know, technically played together before. I think potentially a slight fall-off from Aaron Rodgers. you got to remember when he was playing with Aaron Rodgers, he was playing in worse weather conditions. And on an offense, they had no other weapons. So he had literally three guys on him every play because who else did you need to defend? Whereas Renfro, Waller, Jacobs, they do need guarding. So... Ben, you're looking quizzical. What's so your answer? Ed,
0: I would never argue with one of the oracles from shutdown coverage. Um, <laughs> you, you know that's not true. Okay. <laughs> but uh, you just chose a wide receiver for a team that will finish plumb last in their division. Now, that's more reflection on how insanely good that division is. Uh, but, no, I, I don't think so. Um, I don't think go over 1,000 yards. I think there's going to be what? some struggle there. I think people underestimate how good Aaron Rodgers is. Derek Carr, come on. Let's be real. Aaron Rodgers, uh, one of the great Hall of Famer. Um, yeah, I'm not having it. But you know what I'm picking? jamar chase yes another second season rookie (laughs) um i don't think the bengals will reach the super bowl i'll say that now uh but his regular season will be super uh one name obviously cooper cup he is gonna be covered this season so aggressively Mm. Uh, i don't see him going crazy tyreek hill I think, you know, what Ed said at the top, I don't think it's going to be too insane. Uh, Another mention here, because we didn't talk about him on the rushing, he could do well in both, and that's Debo. I love Debo Samuel, one of my favorite players in the NFL. If he's fit, he's ready. He's just going to get so much action. It's going to be amazing. I mean,
1: very interesting. None of us mentioned Cup as well, because he was the leader from last year with 1,970 odd yards. Uh, But yeah, but he's going to have to deal with Alan Robinson as well this year. He's going to eat into some of his touches. He's going to have to deal with the fact that Stafford's apparently got elbow tendernitis, although apparently played with it last year. So we'll have to see if that affects him. But let's move on to, well, from individuals to teams. So Ben, you get to start with this one. Who is your most... Overrated team, and I'm not talking about from you personally. I'm talking just about who you see in the national media. They seem to be very, very bullish on that. You haven't got such high hopes for.
0: Yeah, interestingly, I talked about it at the, at the top of the show. Uh, this is the Dolphins. Hmm. I, I don't think they're going to do as well as people say. And yeah, I think they, I think they did well. They upgraded massively for Hill. People are expecting them to possibly even challenge the Bills for this division. I mean, get out of here. The Dolphins will not go to a 10-7 10-7 or an 11-6 record, they just will not I think they're going to finish behind the Patriots I don't think the Patriots are going to do all that well, maybe they both finish 9-8, I don't know, I don't see the Dolphins, Uh, yes you know, Ed mentioned that a lot of the manager is in this sort of merry-go-round we've had are quite young and that's sort of what's happened in the league um, but you know, one year offensive coordinator in San Francisco uh, not too convinced they have weapons but How good is Tua? I mean, is he good? I don't know. I really do not know. Um, So, yeah, I'm going with the most overrated team, the Dolphins.
1: So, Ben, just one quick little note just to help you for the future. You like to use manager-go-merry-go-round. In the NFL, obviously, they have coaches. Why don't we do coaching Carousel.
0: Oh my lord, I love it—the coaching carousel. I may I
1: mean, have not that... invented that. I may have stolen it. But I don't know. But you have the coaches
2: corkscrew.
0: Oh, the coaches corkscrew. <laughs> Bringing back Alton Towers there for our English viewers. um <laughs> You, uh, Simon, are are, are just uh, t- taking my European and putting me in America. This is exactly what we need tonight. But tell me, I'm wrong with the Dolphins.
1: Uh, I can't argue with you. I mean. Do I think the national media is going crazy enough to say they're like a legitimate Super Bowl contender? No. But I think there is a little bit of a over salivation as it were about their weapons when they do have a lot of issues that need addressing. And first and foremost, and this is probably what's going to be a common theme throughout some of the overrated teams we talk about, is you need a good quarterback. It doesn't matter about the rest of your team. It doesn't matter if you've got an absolute killer defense, if you've got Weapons at running back at wide receiver. If you don't have a guy who's consistently able to chuck the ball to you, you're not going to do very well. Which goes on to my one for this round, and I've gone with the 49ers, who are my overrated team. So, looking at their previous, wow. yes, looking at their previous recent years, I always basically take a dump on the 49ers, and they always come back and play really, really well and maybe look like a fool. But not this year. Trey Lance is struggling, boys. And not just Trey Lance (laughs) struggling, but he's also not being very well protected. That inner area of their O-line, their guards and their centre, is looking porous right now. So I am very, very curious to see how things go. I think Debo Samuel takes a little bit of a step back. Um, you know, some issues about if he's going to be, uh, what is it, like a halfback or whatever they're calling himself, or a wide back, that's it, where basically he's going to be running the ball. Is he still going to be doing that as often, even though I know there's no contractual reason he can't do it? Is there going to be a, a verbal promise between the rest of the team that he's not actually going to be expected to do that sort of thing? So I think there's some big questions in this team. I also think that injuries tend to play a part. Bosa never tends to stay healthy for a whole year. So, yeah, I think there's some big questions about this 49ers team. They've also got a decent division. I don't say it's an absolute awe-inspiring division, but, you know, you've got the Rams. Cardinals, probably not going to be that good. But I think there's some reasons to be slightly fearful as a 49ers fan. I still think you maybe make the playoffs, but I don't think you're going to be the team that maybe people bill you to be as one of the most complete teams in the league. So that's my, uh, my example of an overrated team. Ed, unless anyone has any uh, reason to critique, then Ed, we go on or to repost. Riposte?
0: Yes, yeah, call a riposte. I, I would, or I would come screw. in and, and defend uh, Debo, my man Debo. Uh, I think yeah. he light the league up again. Quite frankly, mm. I would ask. Actually, maybe Ed can answer this. Um, say Trey Lance uh, doesn't get the protection. Say he doesn't, you know, do too well first couple of games. Jimmy G's on his way back from shoulder surgery. I think it is. Isn't he enough to get wins?
3: Yeah, he certainly is. I think, as you say, he has been injured and a fairly serious injury. So we'll see how he comes back from that. But going from all his career previous to this year, from everything we've seen, he definitely can win and he can win with this exact roster, more or less. You know, a lot of these players are on the team he took to the Super Bowl. So he certainly can. And apparently there are some people in the Trey Lance camp, maybe even Trey Lance himself, who's a bit annoyed that he is back. And this is very interesting,
1: lads. I think this is a very political situation. And not only is it political because there's been a restructuring of his deal to make him the highest paid backup in the league this year, but there's also a situation where how many games do you give Trey Lance? I think this is a team that gave, gave away the, the house, the fields, the land, everything to get this quarterback. And he has really struggled so far. So I think there's going to be a renewed effort to try and make him look good. But there'll have to come a time if they end up two and three or four and five or something like that and the season looks like it's flittering down the toilet. Do we see him come back, Jimmy G, the the messiah, as he's known, the game (laughs) manager messiah uh, who can just about manage a game and everyone thinks he's a really good quarterback for some reason? (laughs) So, yeah, I'm, I'm very curious to see. I genuinely think that they are committed uh, to keeping Trey Lance in the team as long as they can. And ultimately, if he starts playing badly, they'll hope for a, a soft tissue injury to get him out of the line of fire, surely. Hmm. So anyway, Ed, let's move on to you. Who, who's your
3: overrated team? Well, I'm going to do a riposte from earlier because Ben didn't give me the opportunity earlier. <laughs> nice. um, I will say, when you were saying about my Devontae Adams pick and the Raiders finishing bottom of that division, I'll come back to them in a second, and saying that they can't put out that many yards, you clearly never saw Megatron and uh, Matthew mm. Stafford in Detroit who finished bottom every single year, but Calvin Johnson's going to be a Hall of Famer off those numbers. So just throw that in there. Well but riposted. The reason, well, riposted. The, the reason that came up is because I'm going to go with the Raiders. Um, I, I think they are overrated. I think a lot of people wow. are talking about them winning the division, including Rich Eisen, who I like to, to listen to his podcast. So I think he's great, but he wants them to win the division. I just don't see that. They've got a lot of stars like Derek Carr. Derek Carr is very good. They've got Devontae Adams. Obviously, um, Chandler Jones came over this year, Crosby. But they've got some weakness as well. Their secondary is still terrible. Uh, their linebacking core is average, to say the best their offensive line is still a bit of a mess so yes they have got a lot of stars and yes they will be better than they were in previous years they could challenge the division it wouldn't be that shocking but people talking about the winning division making deep runs in the playoff Super Bowl dark horses I think that's all a bit much at this point they've got to play at least four or five games play some of the big teams they've got on their schedule like the teams in their division and show they can stand up with them because previously when they've beaten the Chiefs, because they have got a good record against the Chiefs, actually, during this dominant phase the Chiefs have had, it's always been seen as an upset. It's always been seen, oh, the Raiders pulled that one off. Well done to them. Whereas what needs to be seen as is now is they're playing on equal terms with people like the Chiefs and they're beating them man for man. And I still don't see them doing that enough with people like the Bills, the Bengals, Ravens, Chiefs, those teams. So I reckon they could finish second in the division. They're a good team. Lots of stars. I just don't think they're quite the team that people are making them out to be.
1: Well, Ed, one thing, one note to say before we go any further. We don't give cheap publicity to other podcasts who are not part of the sisterhood of the last Wednesday of the week <laughs> and shut down coverage. Uh, we have we have constant arguments about this, Ed. You do not give... I know Rich asks you, he says, Ed, just, just give it a little mention. Just, you know, uptick the numbers a little bit. Yeah, but yeah. no, you've got to start, man. He's just not paying you enough. You Sorry, man. I'll, I'll, I'll
3: cut it. I'll
0: cut it back. I'll cut it. Back. Why? Why? Why are you just talking about the Chiefs? This is. This is. This seems odd to me, and I don't want to talk too much because it might uh, ruin my hot take shortly. Um, but but what about the Chargers and the Broncos? Are the Raiders going to finish second in that division? I, I don't see. it. I, I do, do not see them. Chargers. Uh, Khalil. Mack, Joey Bosa. Uh, Justin Herbert is legit. <laughs> One of the best quarterbacks in the league. 100%. Um, and the Broncos, contenders, uh, top 10 quarterback, Russell Wilson was the big sort of arguably the move of the season or at least one of the more positive moves of the season. Um, and they've got this scary sort of young uh, starlets, Jerry Judy, young uh, Cortland Sutton, Javante Williams, young, young, young. Uh, the AFC is stacked.
1: See, this, this, this uh, before we go any further, I just want to say, I'm starting to lean towards the Broncos finishing bottom of that division.
0: Oh my,
1: what? I really have to see what Russell Wilson has left. He had a really poor last year for the large majority of the time he played. I know he was injured uh, with a ruptured tendon in his throwing hand, I think. But he, yeah, he, he wasn't good for the whole of the year. The Broncos have got some pieces. Um, jerry judy i don't know what everyone keeps mentioning jerry judy he has not broken out at all yet he had worse receiving stats than some undrafted free agents last year he has been pretty rank average since he's been in the league Corton Sutton. i'm a massive fan of i think he will break out uh, big uh you've got javonte williams and you've got melvin gordon of course both like a nice running back tandem some defensive superstars but just not consistently enough, and I genuinely think they could be the Bron- Broncos that finish bottom of that division. Anyway, okay. on that amazing hot take, I'm not going to give you the chance <laughs> to a and I'm going to go for underrated team. So, Ed, you can lead us off because obviously you went last on that one. Who is your underrated team?
3: Dare I say the Patriots? Yes. Dare I do it?
1: Do yeah, it. Don't don't do it. Stuff. Don't make you look stuff so look stupid.
3: You don't. I will. No, I I genuinely do think the um, Patriots are underrated. I I do. I think there's there's even been talk of them finishing below the Jets, which I just think's insane. I think people have forgotten that Bill Belichick's still there. I think they've forgotten that this team got into the playoffs with double digit wins last year, and I can easily make the argument that this is a better team. Easily make that argument. Uh, I think Matt Jones is obviously going to be in year two as well. I appreciate that. Obviously, Josh McDaniels leaving is a big blow. But if you move him and say that's the big negative, a lot of the other stuff's positive. The Patriots always start slow. All this talk about preseason, they always start slow. Even with Tom Brady, the go, etc. We won Super Bowls and we started slow. I went to a game. Um, we were playing Oakland and we were two and two, and it was a must-win. We barely scraped by Oakland. We needed a Vince Wilfork interception. And when he's 300 and whatever pounds that he is, an interception from Vince Wolfhawk is not likely. And he won us the game. And then we went and won the Super Bowl. So that's the way it is in New England. Don't get me wrong. Do I think we're going to win the Super Bowl? No. Do, we, do I think we're going to make a deep playoff run? No. But the idea that we're going to finish below the Jets, the idea that we're going to have a top 10 pick, the, the idea that um, Bill Banchet's going to be fired at the end of the year because it's going to be so bad. Uh, Cynthia Freeland or whatever her name is, um, Uh, released a a ceiling and floor and the ceiling for New England was 10 wins and I thought that sounds pretty sensible. I I don't really see us probably going above that Uh, but the floor was 4 wins I just thought that is absolute insanity and that's probably what made me pick this for this show. The fact that she said the floor for the Patriots was 4 wins that's just absolutely ridiculous if we went below 7 I'd be absolutely just shocked. So I think the Pats are being underrated. I know I'm being a bit of a homer, etc., but I, I just think they are, they are being underrated. Like I said, I'm not saying we're going to be great. I just think we're, we're being underrated. You see what I have to deal with every
2: <laughs> single week.
1: <anyway>? Rational <laughs> argument.
2: You see what I have to deal with.
1: Ed's rampant homerism. Ah, oh my goodness. Well, I have been told there's there's a news in my ear today that we have a caller into the show. Young Daniel that wants to add a team as well.
2: Hello, Daniel. I know. You're I on live in. TV, so please do not swear. I had to call into our own show to get a word in edgeways. Um, the regular listeners to Wednesday Pod will know that I'm a big stats man. Love my stats. Know them like the back of my hand. Big fan. all <laughs> the time. name. Yes. Um, so um, it won't be surprised surprise to anyone that I kept a keen eye on the preseason stats for NFL. Uh, particularly what I think is the most underrated team is the New York Giants, of course. (laughs) Um, Now, the reason I say that is I'm going to read some stats out to you. You know, um, I'm not reading this. Well, I made it in the show notes, but it came from memory. Um, Total first down 70 against uh, our opponents, 63. Uh, Three sacks against our opponents, two. I know, right? And this one here, (laughs) a whopping, right? A whopping total offensive yards of 1,148 against only 1,011 total of our opponents. Uh, And the final um, one for you here is total rushing yards. Are you ready for this? In our preseason games, uh, 328 total rushing yards versus only 210. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we're a force to be reckoned with in preseason. I think we've got a long way to go. New York Giants for me uh, i would be a packers fan but there is a 30 year waiting list for a season ticket so what? i'm not there for that one uh
0: i i would sort of add on that we didn't mention Barkley. we were sort of talking about running backs earlier maybe he is going to be one of those up at the top for the giants uh there were a couple of teams that went undefeated in preseason, so maybe the jets are up there as well maybe the new york teams are just going to take
2: over the super bowl
1: Chicago Bears were undefeated in preseason as well. By
2: the way. <laughs> what, what was that, Simon? You asked about total passing yards. Well, um, in preseason total we had eight hundred and thirty-seven versus just eight hundred and one. So I mean, you
1: know, I mean, honest, wow. honest to goodness, Dan. These stats based around the greatest way of accumulating stats preseason, where everyone just plays their starters for the whole game. Yeah, you've got it nailed there. I think Let the numbers do the talking, Simon. I think the numbers do
2: the talking.
1: Another Super Bowl.
2: Repost me I,
1: I couldn't possibly your argument is so sound it just blew my mind um so anyway <laughs> thank you dan that was delightful um thank you for ringing in uh ben what's your uh team that you considered underrated and you can't say the patriots because if two people say absolute garbage i'll just have to run
0: no, you did. You you said earlier on our uh, sort of group chat preamble that I'm not allowed to pick the same one. Um, and all my picks keep getting taken. Uh, maybe I am as knowledgeable as Ed. Who knows? <laughs> but of course, the most underrated team is is Mac Jones. I mean, the Patriots. We're going to do so well this year. Uh, better than people think. I'm obviously going to have to choose someone else. Uh, off the cuff, I want to talk about the Indianapolis Indianapolis. The Colts. I can't even see the <laughs> name, but I want to talk about the Colts. <laughs>
4: mm-hmm.
0: We mentioned Jonathan Taylor at the top of the show, uh, the wrecking ball himself, uh, but they got Matt Ryan. Mm. Why are more people not talking about Matt Ryan at the Colts this season? Good defense. Top 10, I think, in the league last year. Best rusher in the league, arguably. And now they've got this this guy that can throw, can move the ball, can can work defenses. Uh, Matt Ryan, proven quarterback. Uh, the Colts aren't being talked about, you know, in that top sort of five six um, with the Chiefs and the Bucks and the the Bills and all these other teams. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to go with the Colts. Obviously, the Patriots were my first choice, but yes the Indianapolis Colts. I said it right.
1: I think that's a nice team just because, and I've probably been a little bit down on them as well because of just a few issues that I still feel the team has. But they have a weakened division. They've got the Texans and the Jags in their division, and the Titans don't look that good this year. So, yeah, they've got a very good chance of making a little bit of noise. But as Ed says, the AFC is a scary proposition, so you've got to circumvent so many good teams in order to get a good record. But, yeah, I think they've got a decent chance just because of how weak that division is. So, moving on to mine, I had quite a few. Um, I'll talk you through a few of them. So I actually had the Raiders on my underrated teams because I've heard a lot of people saying they're going to take a long time to get ready. And they are kind of penciled in as the fourth team in their league. But they're not the team I'm going to mention because I've already already talked about them quite a lot. KC, I think, was a team that people are throwing shade at a little bit. I don't want to steal anyone's hot takes, potentially. Uh, But ultimately, they're a team that, yes, they lost Tyreek Hill. Maybe a few of their guys were a year older. But I think when you've got Patrick Mahomes, you are still going to be among the two or three best teams in the league but i'm not even going to mention the bears um because i think that would just be too sad if we all start talking about our own teams and i'm going to mention the panthers as my team that's probably been a little bit underrated and i'm going to call myself out on this one christian mccaffrey (laughs) dj moore baker mayfield there are some very very good players on this team and i actually penciled them in for four wins I don't think they're going to be like contending or anything like that, but I think they're a team that can easily win seven games this year. I think there are some issues with the Bucks at the moment, that O-line. We talked about the Bucks being invincible. I think that O-line is a massive cause of concern. When you've got the statuesque Tom Brady back there as well, that's something that could be a little bit of a worry and something that a lot of the teams can exploit The Falcons are going to be absolutely god-awful, so that's probably going to be two wins there. And then we don't really know what's going to happen with the Saints. The Saints could be the best team in their division, or they could flame out because they are a higgledy piggledy mess of some top-end talent, and uh, they lost Sean Payton, and we don't really know where they're going to go. So I'm going to say the Panthers is my other team. They weren't the top one I had, but I thought it would be an interesting one to talk about because... Yeah, everyone thinks the Panthers is going to be absolutely dreadful, and seven wins out of seven out of uh, seven wins, ten losses is still not great. But you know, people are penciling him in for three or four wins. So I think maybe we, we need to start talking about them with a little bit more respect because Baker Mayfield's a decent quarterback. He's not is a top he? 10. Yes, is he yes he played injured a lot of last year. He's had one really decent year. He's had some indifferent years, and I genuinely think in a team where he's got some real weapons. He's going to actually really ball out this year. And once again, I don't think he's a top 10 talent, but yeah, easily. I think he's in the top 15 of quarterbacks.
0: Interesting. I don't think he's top 20. I actually did read an article uh, talking about Baker Mayfield because he was in kind of like quarterback purgatory earlier in the, this, the off season. Uh I I, I mean the, you know, the talking of the stats, they weren't exceptional, they weren't incredible. Obviously we know we got replaced by. Um I I don't know if Baker Mayfield is all that good. Maybe I'm being harsh. Uh, but I, I don't think he's an excellent. Apparently, he's fit, healthy, and like you say, super excited to be a big part of a team uh, again. So um, I don't know. I don't know. That's not really a riposte or retort. I'm just, just, I'm just throwing the hat in there. Mayfield's not my guy.
1: Well, I'll let him know. <laughs> we met on the State Farm adverts, and uh, we've been friends ever since. So let's move on. Let's let's kind of wrap this up. So what I want us to do is talk about our Super Bowl matchup and who are we think the MVP of the league will be, which I'm guessing will probably be one of those two teams, but can be someone completely different. So um, I went last on this one. So I get to go first. So in your faces. <laughs> so I'm going to go with, and this game is at the University of Phoenix Stadium in Arizona. What a naff name for a stadium. It will be taking place, let me have a look here just to make sure I've got the right date, on the 12th of February, Sunday the 12th of February. So, very much looking forward to my annual awful coverage. Actually, I don't think it will be on the BBC this year, will it? Because I think it's all gone to ITV, has it not? So, is, it will be on ITV Is it the Cardinals Stadium? Yes. No. Oh, okay. No. Yes. Yes, yes, it must be. Okay, it must be.
0: Okay, yeah. I'm not even how other the other this year. yet. I'm still excited no. by the. Uh, I, I don't, uh, don't about... even
1: know who the halftime show is. Dan, maybe you could find us out the halftime show. Ooh. They have announced that already. I'm I probably. have no idea. So let's let's just find out, man. I hope it's um, Lizzo. <laughs> It might be. I don't know why I laughed at that. It, it might, 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 be. might be. She so I, is super-uber
0: famous. Like yeah. you said,
1: Slipknot or something, but you
2: didn't. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I love... Limp, not... Limp Bizkit, They're going to resurrect Woodstock 99. Oh. Feet, feet Megadeth. <laughs> Dan quoting
1: uh, Netflix uh, documentaries to us right now. <laughs> so, anyway, I'm going to go with the Bills versus the Bucks. And I'm going to go with... Jo- with... Um, Joe Allen and the <laughs> and the Bills coming out on top, and Joe Allen wins the MVP. Uh, so that is my my candidate. He's not necessarily winning the MVP. He Must win the MVP of the uh, of the of the actual Super Bowl because it always turns out that the, unless the quarterback's absolutely dreadful, they win the MVP. But I also think he's going to be the MVP of the year. I think he's. Although he had a slight regression in some of his statistics last year, I still think he's got some talent. It's a deep Buffalo team. It's not a team that has the most superstar talent. You wouldn't look at them like the same way as you'd look at the LA Rams, but they have some good talent overall and really good depth. And I think they're going to be a team that is going to make some noise this year. And I think I had them finishing 13-4 and, and making the playoffs, and in this case, winning the Super Bowl. So, yeah. Um, I've forgotten who's next. Ed, I'm guessing it's you next, is it not?
3: Why not? Why not? If it's Um, not, well, you've literally um, taken my first choice of all three picks. Um, So that's. Well, you can. We we
1: won't have. You can have some repetition on that. It just reaffirms my genius.
3: No, no, we'll. um, No, no, I'll I'll, uh, adapt and overcome. Um, So I'm going to go for a Super Bowl matchup, which I think would be a really amazing story but could legitimately happen, and um, that is the Battle of LA, and the the Chargers and Rams both get to the Super Bowl.
1: Um, The Rams
3: would be getting back, you know, second year in a row, there's no reason they can't do it, they've got basically the same team, in fact you could argue they've upgraded, and the LA Chargers are just ludicrously loaded, and if they don't make the playoffs this year and make a run, then they need to do whatever it takes to get a coach who can get them to do that because that team has no excuse to not be in the Super Bowl slash championship game. So go for the Battle of LA and have the Chargers win. Why not? That'd That'd be fun. Justin Herbert, early Super Bowl winner. And MVP, I think it would... I mean, if, if that if that played out, it'd be Justin Herbert, wouldn't it? Because he's going to have an amazing regular season, amazing playoff, win the Super Bowl. He'll be MVP. But I, I think a funny MVP, even though it'd be actually very boring, would be Aaron Rodgers.
4: <laughs>
3: but he, with that horrific receiving core around him, somehow still puts up big numbers. And over the season, it becomes a bit of a storyline that the Packers are never going to go anywhere this year. But Rodgers still put up numbers with these no-name receivers. And so in the end, he gets MVP anyway.
1: Third time in a row. That'd be yeah.
3: crazy. That, that be crazy. Crazy.
1: Eat that, Tom Brady. <laughs> and
0: Ben, what's your thoughts? Well, I mean, obviously the matchup uh, NFC side is pretty easy, seeing as you guys have taken out the Bucks and the rams for yeah. me. The, 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 the Packers are the only other team that may well get there. Mm. So perhaps Ed will get his dream and it will be Rodgers. But no, 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 no. The winner of this year's Super Bowl will come from the AFC West. But no, it will not be the Chargers. It will be the Broncos. Denver Broncos will win the Super Bowl. And I, I was going to say it was perhaps going to be the Rams or the Bucs. I don't know. Maybe the Books. I think the Books will probably get through to the Super Bowl. I hope they do because uh, I like Tom Brady, obviously. Um, but uh, Super Bowl champions, Broncos, all day long. I think they'll win everything this season. Uh, I I love the idea of a Broncos-Bucks matchup as well. And that brings me to the MVP. <laughs> Obviously, it's Big Russ. How can you not look at this? Russell Wilson. He's a definite top 10 quarterback. Super excited. I think he comes out on top of the sort of Herbert Mahomes-Wilson league interleague battle um and i think the the broncos they're not only contenders not only do i believe this i am financially invested in this <laughs> the denver broncos to win the super bowl
1: wow i like the courage of your convictions i don't agree with it remotely but i i enjoy the cover uh, the, cor- the cover tell me
0: why not tell me why not how how good is russell wilson he is just He's got all the tools at his disposal. The Broncos, they're not shy of a Super Bowl appearance.
1: Okay, I, I, I'll tell you what. Well, they actually haven't reached the Super Bowl since their... They haven't even made the playoffs since their last Super Bowl win, which, is which was only, what, 2016, 15, 15
0: or something? 11. Yeah, not that long um, ago.
1: So this is my question. A lot of the way you said it kind of may have swayed people. You went, how good is Russell Wilson? <laughs> well, let me phrase it in a different way. How
0: good is Russell Wilson? I think he is a superstar. That good. I think he's a superstar. Um, I rate Russell Wilson more than you rate Baker Mayfield. Well, I mean that's fair enough. I, I don't.
1: All <laughs> I was doing this I said he was a top fifteen quarterback. I don't exactly like say I was going to marry the guy. Um, I'm already married for a start. Um, yeah. So, Ed, come on. What's your thoughts? Don't just leave me to shit on Ben here. Let Do some shitting <laughs> of your own.
3: Uh, well, I've got the Broncos finishing last in the AFC West, <laughs> so I'll <mean, laughs> no, no. do it. Um, <laughs> no, I think Russell Wilson will return to maybe not his peak, but high performance. I've no real worries about him. The offense in general will be good. I think the offensive line will let him down on occasion, which he did in Seattle, but he'll be OK. He can run around. The defence is good, but has some holes in it. I just don't think they have the star power. That's the problem. You're Russell Wilson's star player. You've got two, probably two other star players on their team. And you look at people like the Raiders, they've got like five or six. You look at people like the Chargers, they've got like 11. Um, and, and that's players. the problem with the Broncos. In What I will agree with Ben on, mm. because Russell Wilson's still young enough, is in two or three years, if they keep building that team, they could be an absolute juggernaut because they are... As you said, young and talented. So if they if they nail the next draft in free agency, even next year, certainly the year after, they they could be horrifically dangerous. But I think right now it's just a little early for them.
0: Can I ask a question? Has there ever been four teams from a division through to the playoffs? Is that even possible?
3: It's not really I mean, it is possible because mathematically, but it's essentially not possible. No, not really. Because they all have to beat each other and then happen to equal out results with everyone else. and
4: okay, Because
3: yeah. obviously the division winner goes through. And so for the three losers to go through, firstly, you couldn't do it before they expanded the playoff field. Because you used to have the four division winners and then two more teams. So before you physically couldn't do it. So you'd have to have done it in the last like two years and no one has. But it's not mathematically impossible. It's just effectively impossible. Someone has to become the disappointment. They might still have eight, nine wins. I've seen teams where the bottom team's got eight, nine wins. But to to get all through to the playoffs is virtually impossible.
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously the AFC is, is basically anybody's but... Uh... Certainly the NFC, uh, it just feels a little bit um, straightforward yeah, for me. Sai uh, Dan, who's next?
1: I think that's, I, that's it, it from me, lads. I, I genuinely think we've kind of capped it off nicely with a, with a Super Bowl prediction. It all goes to say, has Dan got any more sneaky questions? Any statistics up his, up his short sleeves in order to bamboozle us?
2: Do you know what? I don't. But um, I've got a couple of things and I'm I'm probably going to bring you and the NFL crashing down to earth a little bit um, with some hard realities, actually. But um, before I do that, um, there is no, from what I can figure out anyway, officially named uh, act or acts for the Super Bowl uh, next February. Um, just two days from Valentine's Day. Um, however, <laughs> according to uh, readers of Billboard online, and well, not just readers of Billboard, but readers of Billboard who took the time to vote on this poll, um, <laughs> who do you think they uh, have um, voted, should perform at the 2023 Super Bowl?
0: Um.
2: Wow. <laughs> like how what, we all went blind. What political Ed Sheeran.
1: this Billboard thing haven't. oh i don't know. oh
2: okay I don't it's, it's not advertised at the top it doesn't say
1: dolly parton
2: <laughs> uh, is on the list but not at the top oh
0: it will be it will be um, someone it'll be someone like uh, the one direction lad uh, harry styles
2: uh, not on this list was not a different one i saw though okay. dolly parton's seventh on this list
0: dolly <laughs> parton has arrived on this list <laughs>
1: right, Amazing. I, I know my stuff i i am <laughs> You know, I'm basically figuring out the, the people who vote on these things. You know, good old, what, Midwestern girl or wherever she's Taylor from. Taylor Swift.
2: Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift is on there. She's number three. Oh! Ed, have you got any guesses?
3: Uh, I'm not cool enough for music to have any guesses. I'd love them to have someone good like the Foo Fighters, but, you know.
2: That was on a different list I saw, but very low down. Uh, all right, Smith this is Chris Rock? <laughs> yeah, this is a top 10 list uh, in order of votes on uh, Billboard. So uh, coming at number 10, Megan Thee Stallion, Cardi B, Justin Bieber, Dolly Parton, Drake, Billie Eilish, Ariana Grande, uh, Taylor Grande. Swift. Grande.
0: Grande. Grande.
1: Isn't that
2: a coffee from Starbucks? <laughs> exactly.
1: That's what she's named after. She named the coffee. Uh,
2: Taylor Cortado, uh, Who? Blackpink, whoever that is. Oh, yeah. Um, and then at number one is BTS, the oh, K-pop band, yeah, with 53.2% of the votes.
3: The K-pop. I can see that. That couldn't be 90. a worse list.
0: Yeah. I'm... Literally. Oh, <laughs> 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 shaking his head at everything.
1: Ed turning into Simon
0: Cowell. <laughs> BTS I, are so famous, they genuinely could. i I'm not going to lie, that, I think but...
2: Billie Eilish would smash it. Yeah. Out of that list, I'd pick her. All right. Uh, we don't like Megan Thee Stallion after what she did to Martin Brundle on the gridwalk uh, last year. <laughs> um, what did she do? But anyway, it uh, turns out also, though, she was in um, a TV show what the other day, randomly. Oh, yeah, She-Hulk. She's in She-Hulk. The oh, cameo okay. in there. interesting. There you go. Um, what did she right, do to Martin to...
0: Brundle, Dan? She just
2: blanked him well, completely. She... Yeah, she blanked to... him. I think
0: it was after her appearance at Glastonbury, which actually is amazing if you get to watch that on BBC iPlayer. She's kind of cool at what she does. But, yeah, she just blanked the legend. Ha- how can
1: she not know who Martin Brundle is? <sighs> the world is shocked at her lack of knowledge of old ex-F1 drivers.
0: from
2: Well, exactly. Exactly.
0: I bet, I bet she doesn't even know years, who Joe yeah. Allen is. You know?
2: <laughs> um, right, that, I want to talk about um, a little bit about the off-season um, and some of the controversies that go on and rumble on. Uh, the NFL is... Um, a for one of the better phrase, a cesspit of controversy. Um, yeah. It is riddled with it. Whether it's um, yeah. abuse within and without, whether it's racism um, institutionalized or otherwise, whether it's how they deal with people trying to stand up with racial um, for for you know racial problems around the globe, um, and 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 it goes on. Um, but um, it's not alone. Uh, as a franchise in terms of um, problems within. Um, and before I dive into a couple of the stories that I want to chat to you boys about, um, I did have a look. Again, this is very light. <laughs> this isn't heavy research. This is Wikipedia-type research. But it was a list of convictions, of people with actual criminal, c- criminal convictions per sport. And it's just a list, right? Um, American football was up there, massive list, mm-hmm. as was baseball, English football, basketball boxing and motorsport everything else had very short lists but all those had quite large lists of people with quite um significant range of very serious <laughs> criminal convictions actually um, I laugh not to belittle but at surprise um, however they're all massive money franchises so my, my question to you really is is a fairly simple question but hard to answer I'm sure 17.1 million viewers per on average per game last year at the NFL. Um massive viewership. It's it's the nation's pastime in America, America's pastime. Player salaries touching 50 million dollars a year, averaging, you know, depending on as we talked about earlier, revenue in 2021 was 11 billion dollars shared between the 32 teams. Wow. Um people are betting nearly 100 billion over 100 billion a year on the NFL around the globe. It's about money. It's a money machine. What has to happen for someone to be uh, properly accountable for anything, whether they're um, criminally convicted in the end or not, or admit to something, if they're being paid 50 million quid, there's $100 billion worth of bets being made on it. There's a lot riding on it. Are players too big to fail? And that's why we see them come back in as if all is forgiven. It's all fine. You can do what you want. But, you know, we're making a ton of money let's look at deshaun watson okay he's the big name that we've talked about over the last um probably year now and a bit um certainly on wednesday pod he's come up a lot and i no doubt you spoke to him as well or about him rather um we haven't spoke but- to him we don't <laughs> have him on the podcast regularly and here he is but- now <laughs> <laughs> Just a couple of stats from him. And then one, uh, I'm going to read word for word the, this paragraph from this article. It sums it up for me quite nicely. Um, but he's currently on a contract of $230 million over five years. All so guaranteed. in two years, um, he's made like 50 million quid and he's not paid. He's not played much at all. He's got an ele- He's now been announced, hasn't he? He's got an 11-game ban yeah. um, and a $5 million fine. Uh, so he'll still make 230 something million dollars after all said and done he'll lose a handful of change essentially he'll lose pocket change and be back to play towards the end of the season um and equal measures people are outraged that this is happening they feel the nf cave but also equal measure people are like you know we need him back they they see is can he be this savior to this team or maybe he can't be all this kind of stuff so there's a really weird dichotomy to the kind of conversation that appears to be going on there um but i'll read you this now and then i'll hand over to you because i i mean i don't know the answer but it seems like nfl even though they're outwardly actually doing things now and have processes around this stuff is they've got a long way to go so um this is from uh the chicago sun times um Uh, by uh, Jason Lisa, but I'll read you this. Uh, Watson will be, so this is about Cleveland, Watson will be at least their 37th starter in the same span. They tried to stop the ridicule by trading for someone who has uh, had 24 women file lawsuits against him, alleging sexual assault during massage therapy sessions. Watson maintains his innocence, even after a ham-handed apology for quote, decisions that I've made that he later clarified wasn't an apology at all. He won't play against the Bears in their preseason finale. uh, Skip on. If that sounds like a contradiction to you, let me affirm that it is. You're not just being triggered. An independent arbiter deemed his actions agrarious, agrarious, you know, aggression Yes, that's the one. And predatory. Uh, Browns owner Jim Haslam, general manager Andrew Berry and coach Kevin Stefanski, all of whom have a wife and at least one daughter, have prioritised talent over integrity and defended the acquisition. They've ducked and swerved through news conferences. The questions will get tougher, though, when some of their children and grandchildren are old enough to use Google. This is your hero, Cleveland. That's a fairly damning uh, approach. Wow, scathing, you know, scathing uh, summation of what's happening there. Do you agree, uh, or is it still very much? Can you sort of wash your hands of it and say he's not been proven guilty? He still maintains his innocence. We should move on. Say, Ed. Well, who wants to
1: touch on that one? Um, the horrific problem with American sports, especially, although even with British sports to a certain extent, in that you have guys who have, at the very least, we know that Deshaun Watson is a creep. And at the very worst, he's a horrific sexual predator. And so that is your gambit. And um, although he's not been proven guilty in a court of law, uh criminal court, because it never actually got that way because of the way that they're... American justice system works so you have to bring them to a grand jury to then determine whether there's enough evidence to bring forth for a trial so technically he never even had a trial he just had a grand jury formed um, and they they declared at that time that there wasn't enough evidence or the evidence would but that's obviously dependent on, on the jury where you do it it's in the middle of nowhere I think it's a Houston um, county uh, grand jury it's a, it's a very difficult situation, and it's it's kind of a, it puts the real question marks about the American justice system. Furthermore, you also have a situation with, and this is the ultimate, and this is what Ed and I have said regularly when we've talked about this, is that in American football and in sports in general, if you're good, then it doesn't matter to a certain extent, unless you do something that is beyond. Beyond categorically proven that it is absolutely reprehensible, then some more team will give you a chance. Michael Vick went to prison for having a illegal dog fighting ring, came out of prison, went straight on to was it the Philadelphia Eagles team? Several
2: you know. teams afterwards. Yeah.
1: So mm. I mean, this is this is not an unfair thing. And also, if anyone has a problem with the Sean Watson sensitive of eleven games, bear in mind that Calvin Ridley who put a bet on the Atlanta Falcons to win, he's an Atlanta Falcons wide receiver, he was banned for a season.
0: Well, so John
1: Watson has 25 uh, women declare that he has done something horrifically inappropriate, and yet Calvin Ridley, who put a bet on his own team to win, which technically isn't really an infringement, and he got a whole season man.
2: So uh, uh, a question to you, Ed. Um, does the NFL the NFL clearly needs to go further and and from my very layman approach to understanding the NFL and reading around this this is wider the NFL this goes into um the the feeder leagues as well from um uh, you yeah, know yeah I'm not even going to pretend I know the, the acronyms and the names um but so it's 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 institutionalized throughout uh, it seems um but does the NFL essentially have to decide um at what point talent trumps allegations or convictions or to the, uh, or put a value on on that you know is it easier for them to absorb cost and uh, reputation damage um because they're gonna make a shit ton of money when someone bets on that player and they come back and it's a prime time game and always forgiven because money
3: yeah money and talent as i as was saying that's what the nfl thrives on it thrives on money and talent and deshaun watson is worth a lot of money and he's got a lot of talent therefore he gets back in I think you were talking about earlier about how far you've got to go, not to be too blunt about it, but kill someone. If you want to, if we're talking about being banned from the league, like forever, you're, you're never coming back. Doesn't matter who wants to give you a chance. Doesn't matter if it's in 10 years, probably talking about killing someone. Unless think- it's
2: involuntary manslaughter, such as a DUI. Yeah. Uh, then yes.
3: That's fine. No, I mean, yes, there are things leading up to that that you would then get away with. I'm talking, you know, just calculated, yeah. cold blooded killing someone. That, that would be about it. Apart from that, you have a chance. I'm not saying you definitely would, but you'd have a chance to get back in the league, especially if you are a quarterback and you are talented. The NFL has shown no real moves to change this outcome. Um, people have been doing things like this, as, as you were saying with your statistics earlier. For decades, the, the NFL has been a home to very aggressive people because that's what it needs to play the sport for decades and stuff has been going on um, and they've never really looked to change it because I think what what they feel is that firstly, as you said, they can make the money back and TV ratings and all that, but also I think they look at it as they, they'd have an omission of guilt. If we start coming down on all these players, firstly, less players will want to play in the NFL, that's their feeling, but also... We're saying our league's a problem, the players in our league are a problem, and they don't They feel like that would be a worse media storm than the Sean Watson's done all this horrible stuff. Let's just wait it out, wait it out, wait it out, wait it out. Everyone's forgotten, right? Let's move on. And, and that's what they do, that's what they've done with the Washington Commanders' ownership, who have been accused of some genuinely horrific things. And these are owners, not just players, these yeah. are owners of the league, yeah. horrific things. And um, they've been investigated, and the investigation has basically come out as Yes, they have done all those horrific things. But and, they'll and, still
2: get a share of that a $1 billion. Well, do you know what happened? The um,
3: they said, Dan Snyder, the owner of the Washington Redskins, they were at the time now commanders, has done all these terrible things. This is their punishment. They lose a couple of draft picks no one cares about. They take a fine, which is like fining us five pence. And Dan Snyder's wife is now going to take over the franchise and Dan Snyder's going to take a step back. <laughs> that That was literally basically the punishment. And so it's unfortunately that is the situation that is the way it is. And, um, and and until something really terrible changes that, I mean, an example, just before I finish, one example is Sean Watson, actually, because the back to him has been pretty bad. So he had a preseason game and the fans were all over him, absolutely all over him. And you don't really see that in the NFL when someone comes back from even, even something violent, not just they were on drugs, whatever. like doing something violent, you don't really see that, but we're talking about fans from both sides as well. There was video of some Cleveland fans sticking into him as well. So this has the potential to maybe change that.
0: I want to sort of, you know, put and this, bring this to an end on an uptick, uh, if I may, in the same vein and talk about briefly about Matt Araser, hash punt God. Um, you know, uh, Buffalo Bills uh, signed him or drafted him rather. They cut their own starting uh, punter, Matt Hack, uh, and obviously gave Matt Eraser the reins. Uh, allegations came out, real dark, bad, bad stuff. I read a lot about this. and won't go into the details. Uh, but Bean, uh, Brandon Bean, the general manager over at the the Bills, said that the Buffalo Bills, the culture in Buffalo is more than winning games. And... You know, it did sort of uh, tear up as such. And for me, uh, Ed, it feels like you're going to repost finally on this. But for me, okay, aside from the fact that this should have been cut before he was even allowed into the draft, that aside, he was cut heavily, swiftly, contract tear up. And that is a good direction for the NFL. And maybe the franchise, what I'm saying here is maybe the franchises themselves have to be the ones responsible for saying no actually uh, you're not playing for us we don't like what's going on behind the scenes
3: and and it is credit to them for acting so swiftly even though as you say did they know beforehand and they tried to sweep it under the carpet when they got him in who knows but let's just go with the facts they cut him quickly they distance themselves from it and he did he is a legitimate talent he can punt it like 80 yards like average which is crazy it's like the length of the pitch my only, my the reason I, I I want to come back on that is, that's great, but he's a rookie punter who hasn't proven himself yet. If those allegations come up about Josh Allen and you cut Josh Allen, wow, yeah, now we're talking. Or you cut, um, you know, a real star, Stefan Diggs, or Von Miller, your your prestigious offseason signing. Cut someone like that, and then I would go and shake your hand and say, "Good for you. You're making the world better." But A rookie punter is a different thing.
0: Interesting,
1: Um. So just to kind of finish up on that, and I've got one question to ask before we go as well, which I think will just add things on on a slightly nicer note. But we also have to be aware, though, although there is a big problem, and as Ed says, you're dealing with some of the most violent people in society who are put onto a football field in order to absolutely smash the stuffing out of each other. But most of these guys are actually very, very decent people. And they are lights, pillars and lights in their communities. They've done, if you look at, for example, look at, even if you've never watched a game of NFL in your life and you, you're like, why the hell have I listened to an hour and 10, a 20 minute podcast about the NFL? I don't even watch it, Dan. Um, look at someone <laughs> like JJ Watt, for example, what he did during um, the flooding and everything in Houston, all the storms in Houston, all the money he's raised, and, and people like that. And there are countless examples of, of, of that sort of thing happening. And and that also needs to be kind of as a pushback that, yes, it's all right to kind of cast doubt on the NFL and the horrendous bad apples, effectively, that have you know committed some truly heinous things. But the vast majority of the league is... Uh, you know, filled with with decent men um, and, and and women coaches and everything else, and there is, you know, some light to go with the darkness as it were. But kind of just to finish as well, I wanted to I wanted to really brighten this up, boys.
2: Well, probably a better um, a better reason for them to just to get rid of these people because it takes so much of the oxygen out of the room and uh, airtime away from the good people.
1: Yeah, I mean that's fair enough. But at the same point, um you cut someone like Deshaun Watson and get him out of the league, you lose viewership. And I think as we've goes by, it goes back to money for those people that run the organization. Um, To finish up, what have we missed about the NFL? The NFL has been gone for so long. So one of each of us, including Dan, because I think it's funny to ask him something, what has all of us missed about the NFL? So Ben's got his finger up, which means he's either saying that someone's out in a game of cricket or he is (laughs) uh, wanting to go first.
0: I don't know cricket. I have missed fantasy I love it. football. Mm. I have missed fantasy football. Obviously, I watch the games. Not all of them because I can't watch them all at crazy times of the day, night, uh, given the uh, time difference from America. Having said that, uh, 6 p.m., you know 9 p m evenings on a sunday fabulous games to watch but i love fantasy i love the chat i love the chatter the jokes i love the trades i love the trade offers i love the little dms people messaging you say and they'll they'll you know they'll big up big up their players and say oh you're a little bit weak at rb i'm going to offer you two kickers for your quarterback this kind of thing uh so yeah i love nfl fantasy i love that everything sort of comes around the nfl um obviously we've talked about there is some negative stuff but there's also an immense amount of positive stuff and and this is a big sport around the world, well outside of America, and growing in this UK massively. All the games are are completely sold out in London. I think Wembley Stadium has a few. Uh, so yeah, yeah, fantasy football for me, Simon.
1: I like it. I like that you pounced on that. You it's like a, a university challenge. <laughs> um, Ed, what what's you what's your thing? You've missed about the NFL. Uh,
3: the immediacy of it. A lot of seasons are very long. The Premier League's 38 games. Baseball's like 100 and something odd. Um, I know they're rammed into a short period relatively, but nevertheless, it's a long, long season. Cricket's played basically all year because you go on tour in different hemispheres when you're in the winter. But the NFL, it's, it's 17 games. You have 17 games to show that you deserve to be in the playoffs. You deserve to have a shot at the Super Bowl. And it's not long. Week two, people are written off. If you go 0-2, your chance of making the playoffs is like 25%. If you go 0-3, it's like 12%. So if you have a bad start of the season, that's it. And I know that's negative for those teams, but it just shows week one stuff's on the line. Week one. Whereas the Premier League, you know, what week you got to get to before you know you must win. Potentially, with the teams at the top that win every week, it's till the last three weeks of the season when it's like, well, someone's got a six-point lead you know we've got to win every game now and so i I just love the nfl and the immediacy of it and every game is genuinely so important
1: dan do you have something you want to say yeah i've
2: genuinely missed actively not caring about it (laughs) rather than (laughs) than passively not caring about it i can go back to actively not caring uh I, i honestly i have tried and i've tried and tried and tried and tried i do try i've tried again um Maybe I'll try again. I don't know. Let's see. Let's see what the New York Giants do with their uh, three sacks. Do
0: you know, <laughs> you'll eventually move over from Formula One. It takes a while, but once mm. it gets hold, the NFL does not let go. It so doesn't.
1: Um, and to cap it off, I think this is this is what I've really missed is NFL Red Zone. If you've never watched NFL Red Zone, you need to. Seven hours of touchdowns, of blocked punts, of field goals. <laughs> Everything you have, you know, you're looking forward to, especially interesting when, as um, as Ben was saying, when you've got your fantasy team and stuff riding on it, Justin Jefferson soars across the middle for a, a receiving touchdown to put you three or four points up in your fantasy league. There is nothing better than having that alongside red zone or, you know, when you've got a couple of bets on. And yeah, just having football, wall-to-wall football, touchdowns, everything is interesting, controversial moments and just absolute epic play. So I am very much looking forward to that coming back and we'll probably tune into that more than I tune into the Bears this year for obvious reasons.
0: Well, if you want more content, listeners, tune in to Shutdown coverage, Shutdown down cover at Twitter. It's probably a good time to wrap things up because the rain has started lashing here. So soon the the uh, tsunami will, will take my Wi-Fi away and, and we'll all be doomed. So um, it's good time to wrap up uh, the last Wednesday of the week. I'm going to do a bit of a Dan sign off here where I go. My name is Ben or I've been Ben or something like that? Dan, how does this
2: go? <laughs> I think you, you did it and then you yes, kind of I nailed about it. it a bit more. And I've you been Ben, meta. Dan. <laughs> <laughs> I've been Dan, Ben. Uh, what, Simon? <laughs> My name is Ben, 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 Ben. ben. <laughs>
0: Super Bowl halftime show coming up. They on call here.
2: me Simon.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's descended into absolute anarchy. Uh, but we'll put the links on. Uh, thanks very much for having. You haven't gone to in. Edward. What, you meant to direct to Edward?
3: Uh, Edward, you've got to say your name. I have to say, I've been Ed. I'm going to be smooth.
2: <laughs> mm, smooth, smooth Ed. Ed. Hi. <laughs> yeah. I'm I don't think you're not, smooth not if I. you say you're going to be smooth. I don't think that's how it works. Uh, no, you have uh, to
3: reiterate it. That's how smooth <laughs> it is.
0: I, I think this ending has been smooth. What a wonderful it's, podcast. Uh, next time we all speak smooth. to each other, the NFL will be going. Uh, thanks very much for listening. Uh, good night. B Be kind.